Battling chronic illness is no laughing matter. But what if it were? Welcome to Wondercast, a community collaborative podcast supporting families navigating the complexities of chronic illness. In this episode, we meet Joni Brooks, RYT certified trauma sensitive warrior yoga teacher with a specialization in laughter yoga. Tune in to learn about the incredible ways that laughter can be a tool to healing. This is Joni. Hi, my name is Joni Brooks, and I live in San Antonio, Texas. And I am a sacred athlete, and I'm a somatic movement educator. And I've been doing this for over 30 years. And I have experience in the healing arts. My desire is for everybody to reach their full potential and live a life of pleasure. So my really my purpose in in life is to help people to awaken to their ability to self-heal. I do this through many different things. I am a a nationally certified NIA first degree black belt teacher and a trainer. And I also I'm a RIT 200 yoga teacher. I'm a Tai Chi fit instructor and laughter yoga leader. I do a lot of different modalities that bring me joy and that also help others to you know, live their life joyfully. I teach in movement studios, fitness clubs, corporations. I've taught with breast cancer survivors senior and senior center centers and facilities. I also have done sessions over Zoom. I do sessions over Zoom all the time and do presentations in the United States as well as really kind of all over the world. My training has taken me pretty much all over the world. It's a pretty cool thing to just love what you do and then get to explore the world with it. I think that's that's really awesome. Yeah, well thank you. So I reached out to you particularly because I was very interested in this whole concept of laughter yoga. I know that we at our National Child Life Conference have had several different researchers come out that have studied happiness and joyfulness and studied the power of laughter in your healing. I would love it if you could just kind of take a minute to just give us a little foundational knowledge on what laughter yoga is and what it entails and how it manifests in healing. Well, I found laughter yoga, I guess it was around 2012, just as I'm continuing my personal you know, journey and studies and search for healing modalities to basically add to my tool chest, so to speak. And I was really fascinated with this concept of using laughter. And we use laughter some in Nia, so this just kind of, kind of elevated it a bit for me. I actually took my laughter yoga leader session in Austin, Texas, and it is a unique exercise which combines unconditional laughter with yoga, uh, with yoga deep breathing. And so that's why it's called laughter yoga. They combine the two. And it was developed in 1995 by Dr. Vitari in Mumbai, India. And he was just studying about the effect of laughter and the healing effect that it brings. And he was doing what's called these laughter clubs out in 
the park there in India and in Mumbai and telling jokes. They were telling jokes at first and they found out they ran out of jokes. <laughs> and so he really kind of changed that so that what we do in laughter yoga is what we call laughter yoga exercises, a lot of different breathing. And it's unconditional laughter, laughing for no reason. And it you can laugh with no reason. And then especially when you're with someone else or with a group of people, then it becomes like this childlike playfulness because we're using eye contact and laughing with each other. And it really becomes contagious. And when you bring the laughter, then the breath is going to happen. And then you're going to bring more oxygen to your brain. You're going to have more energy and feel healthy and then just actually just feel feel good. So it's based on this scientific fact that the body can't differentiate between fake and real laughter and so you get all of the healing aspects even if you're faking it. So that's pretty cool. That's so fascinating. I just that to me is mind-blowing that your body doesn't know the difference. It's the same release. Right. And that's why, you know, a lot of different healing modalities, they use the power of the mind, right? They use the power of the mind over the body. So with laughing, I can just kind of just fake it, fake it, fake it, fake it. But I tell you, even if I'm laughing alone and I'm just forcing the laughter out, eventually it's going to become that authentic laughter. That's wonderful. Specifically in your practice, how have you been able to see, you said you worked a lot with, or you've worked in the past with breast cancer survivors and majority of our population with wonders and worries are people that are adults that are struggling with chronic illness. Maybe they've had a long illness journey with heart disease or with diabetes. About 80% of our population are either cancer survivors or currently facing a cancer diagnosis. So in those practices and working with people that have had medical needs, have you been able to see even in just one session a difference in their presence or their ability to their stress levels? Do you kind of take those early entry temperature checks, I would say, like where you're at now versus at the end of a session? Or is it something that you just notice through time? Well, um, it's like taking a temperature check, I guess. What I have people do is do an assessment beforehand, says how their breathing is. Since we have this practice actually that I pulled in from our NIA practice that we're sensing the body and how much volume and space do I have inside just through my breath because you know our body inside wants to have space. And then we just go into the, the laughter, a lot of breath work and go into the laughter session. And then at the end, you know, so at the beginning, then giving a number between one and 10. Oh, I've got for 10, I've got all this space inside. I feel real spacious inside and I can breathe. My breath is flowing very easy versus one. Oh, I feel real constricted and, you know, my breath doesn't feel like it's flowing. So then we do the exercise and then I'll do the assessment at the end. And everyone, just everyone will have a raise in that really kind of vitality level at the end of the session when I kind of recheck with them. Though I, you, I can notice, I can just notice while just laughing with people that they are breathing more. They're starting to relax more. I can sense that and I can see it as we are going through, through the laughter. 
I think about in Mumbai, how there would be just a park full of people laughing and what that imagery would look like. How do you work with people who maybe are having, I guess I would call it shyness or just kind of that vulnerability. Maybe they're a little more defensive about releasing or displaying laughter. Have you come into that? Are people pretty quick to just join in or do you feel like it takes them a minute? You know, it's all over the board. Right. There's some people that as soon as we start laughing, they're there, they're ready, they're ready, they're laughing. Then there's the others that are just like, you know, what is this? What's going on? And so they're very apprehensive. And so then that just takes time. That just takes time having them do it, letting them be a part of it, of the laughing and not really, you know, like singling anybody out, just letting it in their own natural time start to laugh. And sometimes there may, you know, the person or persons, they don't want to do it at all. They may walk out of the room. I've had it in some senior centers where I've had a couple of seniors that they just left. They didn't want to laugh. They didn't even want to give it a shot. But then there were some that are just right away. So it's just all over. So for me, I just kind of continue. I continue. I don't deviate from what I was going to do, what exercises. I use a lot of music when um, I'm doing a laughter session. I do my best to use music that maybe fits the crowd, like if it's, you know, older seniors for using music from that genre, fun kind of music, maybe even putting there's some laughter soundtrack in some, some different things that I've done. So I just kind of go with the flow and then, you know, people are going to laugh if they just open up and just will allow it to happen. And then if they don't want to happen, you know, it just doesn't happen. I know that we've seen in some yoga practices when, when you do real opening, especially chest opening exercises or anything that really like opens up the space where you breathe, that sometimes it can release maybe pent up emotions that you've been holding on to for a very long time people can become tearful or upset. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that in your practice when people are are using laughter as a way to heal, that it opens up and helps release other things that are maybe there? Yes. And, you know, I have seen that. Plus I have, I've experienced it just for myself. Think about it. Or when you're laughing next time, laughing is a lot like crying. You know, I laughed so hard. I started crying. So um, there's a lot that can get released. And sometimes that laughter, you know, turns into real tears. And I always think that that's very beautiful when that happens. I do too. And the reverse, right? Yes. I know for me, I know that I've cried sometimes. And in that's releasing a lot right there. You know, it's really good to be able to cry and release all the tension, release the emotion you know, let the emotion move through, you know, my body. And then all of a sudden, from somewhere, this uh, laughter starts bubbling up. And I think it's just um, really, they're so, they're, they're very closely related, I think. You know, one of the things we love to do with our podcast is to provide our listeners with some tools, just to kind of examples or little practices that they can start adding into even their own private spaces at home to teach them how to to focus on care of self and to carve out that space, things you can do in the car or in while you're waiting to go into a doctor's appointment or when you are up 
awake at night because your medications are keeping you awake. Do you have any of those tools or examples, like little exercises that you recommend for people to kind of start getting an introduction into this practice? Well, one, you know, it all depends. Uh, if I was in a doctor's office, like you're saying here, I would just really connect with breath. I maybe wouldn't start laughing. <laughs> you know, it just <laughs> depends if you feel comfortable doing that, sitting there and just starting to laugh. But really, yeah. you know, just kind of connect, place my hands on, you know, on my belly and my heart and just close my eyes for a moment and just be really with breathing. When I take my mom to the doctor and then, you know, I have her do some breathing before we go in and have her take her blood pressure. Because just um, the thought of getting, you know, going to the doctor a lot of times can cause that. So really just being, you know, with the breath and then just being from a mind perspective in a place other than the doctor's office. Maybe you're at the beach, you know, maybe you're in nature. And then just breathing using that visualization. At home by yourself, if you're, we do have a practice where we just start laughing. And this, um, you know, just get get on your belly and doing 15 seconds, just start laughing. And then roll over onto your back and just start laughing. And then sit up and laughing and then standing up and laughing. And that can be 15 second intervals for each one of those. And just notice, then just notice all the energy and vitality that's going through your body when you do that. Another one is that I've used sometimes is when I'm doing just, I'm laying on my back and I'm doing just some different exercises, like maybe circling my legs and maybe doing, maybe doing some sit-up crunches that, that when I inhale and expand, the exhale will be the laughter, the exhale. Because it's pretty, you know, you just take a big breath. We can take it, you know, right now with me. Just take a nice big breath and breathe in. And then just let your breath, the exhale, be your laugh. And <laughs> right there. So, so listeners, if you are listening, drop those inhibitions and tell yourself this is for healing. This is how you help take care of yourself. I feel like with the kids that we support, so as child life specialists, we work a lot with the children of these families Mm -hmm. and kids are so quick to adopt laughter into their coping patterns. I feel like it's a natural response that through time we get conditioned to forget. And I love that kids can just tap into that so quickly. We play a game called the ha ha game where we line them up kind of like everybody's head is on somebody's tummy and- (laughs) We go through a line where we say, like, I would say, ha, you would say, ha, ha. And then you keep adding numbers and trying to see how far you get before people just start laughing. And the kids get so giggly with it. But I think it's such a great and easy space to have those visuals like, okay, I'm counting, but really I'm giving into laughter. I'm putting my inhibitions down and opening in the possibility of letting that healing. I think that that's great. You know, children typically laugh, you know, maybe three or 300 or 400 times a day. And then adults just, you know, we've all really kind of lost that and maybe 15 times. So I invite everybody just to every one day track, just track yourself to and see how many times you laugh and then let that be maybe a challenge. Hey, I'm going to 
Um, I only laughed five times today. Tomorrow, I want to see if I can maybe double that. And it doesn't have to be that someone's got to tell you a, a joke or you've got to hear something funny. It could just allow the laughter just to happen. You know, something something happens or someone pulls in front of me as I'm driving, right? I'm driving and someone pulls instead. Oh, I can't believe that person just laugh about it. <laughs> Somebody's like, all right, I almost hit him, you know, and do that instead. And it changes, changes the energy, right? And it changes um, the perspective. There's so much power in that. Just even thinking mm-hmm. about how we have control. We can't control it, maybe a cancer diagnosis, but we can control in that moment, our breath work and mm-hmm. what we're allowing the energy around us to be. Now for people that have said to you, because I'm sure in the practice of Nia and also in just laughter yoga, have you had naysayers aside from the senior population that's maybe more stuck in a certain routine or pattern, but just in general, people say like, oh, that's, that's not a real thing or, or that's not really healing. Do you run into that or do you find that people are really open to the practice? Well, yeah, I've been doing this for so long. So yes, I've always, you know, I run into people. I I don't seem to be running into it as much uh, as I had earlier in the years. And, you know, a lot of it, I'll just put the science behind it. You know, they're like for laughter yoga, there have been so many studies and I'm, I'm privileged by being a laughter yoga leader and staying certified that on the website that's available to all certified teachers and leaders that we get access to some of the, the research studies that have shown that it helps improves circulation, reduces your stress uh, hormone, the cortisol, and lowers blood pressure, reduces inflammation, and then also can help alleviate pain. So I just point to the science and then just ask, hey, go and Google about laughter. If you don't believe it, then just go look at the science because a lot of studies have taken place not only here in the United States, but through, you know, throughout the world. That was my next question. How common practice is laughter yoga or the infusion of laughter into movement and as a coping modality? Is it pretty internationally accepted or known, or do you feel like it varies between cultures or countries? Um, it varies, you know, Laughter Yoga is it is a nonprofit organization. It is all it's in almost every country. Now I can't say for sure how big it is in the country, or even here in San Antonio. As far as there aren't very, I don't really know. I think I'm the only laughter yoga leader here in San Antonio. However, anyone can bring in laughter to their movement modality yoga at the end like a yoga class one of the last things a lot of um classes that i do and a lot of classes that i've been in you know it's the happy baby pose ananda balasana right and what a wonderful place to bring in laughter right there think about a baby and you know we're being a happy baby we're lying on our back touching our toes and if I'm the teacher and then I start the laughing myself, well, then everybody else is going to feel like they permission 
And then all of a sudden you got this whole room of laughing. So powerful too, to have a room of just individuals laughing collectively as a group. I bet there's an entire energy shift in that room. Yeah. And it's true. And then anyone that is like, oh, you know, they're going to start laughing. I mean, uh, it's contagious. The sound's contagious. You know, watching, the watching is contagious. And it's just a way of, of feeling good. Forget about all of the scientific research and just experience, you know, it for yourself on your energy level after a laugh, um, how, how you feel after you're laughing. You know, if there's a situation that's happening that's very stressful, can you then just take it, you know, go ahead. It's, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening and acknowledge that. And then just kind of start with this kind of what we call it a uh, inner gradient laughter where you act like maybe you're in church or you're in a library and you're not supposed to be laughing and you just start with you know a laughter that's coming from the inside and then let it come out and then just see how different uh you approach maybe the issue the illness or whatever it's still there but maybe I'm able to cope with it a little bit better So for anybody that is wanting to maybe who are in the San Antonio area and are wanting to maybe connect with you either for a corporate event or individually or come to a class you may lead, what is the best way for them to reach out and find you? The best way is to to email me and it's brooks, B-R-O-O-K-S dot Joni, J-O-A-N-I-E at gmail.com. Perfect. And we'll link it on our website too, so that people have access to see you and to follow the work that you do. Now, for those that live afar that might be listening, what advice do you have for them trying to connect to laughter yoga in their own communities? Is there a space they can go to find? Yes, there's uh, laughter. Let me make sure I read this. Laughter yoga, laughter yoga as one word, dot org. So if you go there, then you can do a wonderful thing that was added to that website. Oh, I'd say a couple of years ago is that now everybody can put their profile on that on the website. And so you can do a search and see who is in your area. There's also, you know, Zoom classes and actually there's on there you can see where there's a worldwide Zoom laughter so you can just if you want to you know give it a go through zoom and then also you may you can also look at some uh, videos by dr katari he's he his laughter if you ever want to know about laughter that's contagious he's just going to google him and and bring him up doing some laughter on on youtube and he just has this really contagious laughter and it's great Gosh, that's a gift. I would love to have that gift of just <laughs> making people feel better. Gosh, it's that's such a great gift. And as you know that just even smiling, just mm-hmm. even smiling makes us look 10 years younger. It does. It takes more muscles to <laughs> frown than it does to and, smile. Right. And then the everyone's eyes light up. Mm-hmm. We're frowning, frowning, right? We're really kind of bringing everything inward. 
But then when I'm smiling, everything goes out. Everything goes out. So for the last thing, do you have anything else that you would like to share that you personally have loved about the work you do or anything that you want our listeners to take away from this? Well, I just really enjoy, you know, helping people realize that they do have this potential to to self-heal. And they also have the potential to to spread this to others, you know, through through kindness, through the smile. Um, I like to use about, you know, just even being in a grocery store and then using your kindness, your smile when you're checking out, when you're, you know, with the person behind you or in front of you, the person that you're checking out with too. A smile just goes so far and it really can change the world. So even if you decide you don't want to do the laughing, maybe track how many times you smile during the day. It's really tough to stay mad if I start smiling. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. Please subscribe and continue to check back as our content is ever evolving. For questions or specific content-related requests, please send an email to podcast at wondersandworries.org.